All right. I just want to thank, every time I get up here, I want to thank my youth volunteers. I have a group of 10 to 15 adults that really, really, really pour into your kids. Um, And they're there every Wednesday night uh, doing whatever they need to do to help them. So could you give a, a round of applause for the volunteers that help us out? Sometimes I ask them to do things on the fly, like this morning when I've lost a paper of who our ushers and greeters were, and then they take care of that for me, so I appreciate it. Um, But again, they they spend a lot of time with your kids on trips, on Wednesday nights, on Sundays, and I appreciate them very much. I want to thank all of you guys for being here today. A lot of people could have stayed home because they've been like, oh, it's the youth Sunday. (laughs) And there might be some home doing that today. But I'm glad that you guys are here supporting these guys. It means a lot to them uh, to know their church is behind them and supporting them. So thank you for being here this morning. Uh, And the kids, musicians, singers, wonderful, wonderful job this morning. Wonderful job. We had a few older kids up here too with us, um, and I appreciate them too. Again, thank you for being here today. Labels. We're going to talk about labels for just a little bit this morning. Labels. Off with the old and on with the new. Okay? Labels are everywhere. If you don't believe me, and I told her I was going to talk about her, visit Justine's office. Okay? She is a label machine. Okay? And you can look in that closet and everything you can think of has a label on it. So if you can't find something, it's your own fault in the closet. Right, Justine? It is labeled well. It's a good thing. Okay, labels can be good. Um, They let us know where things are at, what things are. Um, They can save us from doing stupid things, you know, like uh, don't drink this, don't stick your hand in the cage, don't, you know, feed the animals, stuff like that. Um, Labels can be a good thing. Beware of dog, George. Um, (laughs) So labels help us out and it can be a good thing. Um, On the other side of things, labels can be bad also. Um, Things can be mislabeled. If I had this, thinking it's a nice, lukewarm, room temperature bottle of Aquafina, and I drink it, and it's vinegar because it was mislabeled, I'd probably be throwing up some too. So labels can be bad also, or mislabeling can be bad for you. When you thought you were going to get one thing and something else was in there, Labels can be bad. Another thing um, that can happen with labels is people can put labels on each other. People can label each other. And for teenagers, and those of you in here that were teens at one time, you know this is true. People can label each other. Um, I'm going to have my wife help. She didn't know this yet. Not anything bad. The word lucky is not involved, okay? (laughs) All right. We can label each other. I'll start with myself, okay? This is for me first, and you're going to stick them on this soccer ball everywhere, all right? Thanks, Vena. So sometimes we label each other. These are not labels my wife gave me. This is back when I was a teen and dealt with things, and I was labeled certain things, Um, from other people. So my first one would be buck teeth. Some people are laughing. You just took me back and crushed me right there. (laughs) 
I was labeled that as a teenager. Um, sometimes when you get your big adult teeth in and you're not quite ready for them in your face, it looks a little funny. So I was buck teeth. Did you put that on there? Thank you. Okay. Um, also for me, I was labeled POW or Ethiopian or toothpick because, believe it or not, if you knew me in my younger days, um, I was the same height and I was 160 pounds in high school. I'm 240 now, if that tells you anything. Okay? So I got made fun of for how skinny I was. Um, what else? A loser was a, it was a good one. Not good looking. I could go on and on. So, But I'll just leave those for now. Now I need some help from you guys. Um, we've all been there at times where people have labeled us things that were not quite what we were looking for in our life. So I want you guys to help me out and keep it PG, PG of things that you've been labeled that means pleasing to God. Um, so give me some of y'all that one, something you were labeled and it stuck with you and hurt when you were going through it. Come on. Stupid. stupid. We get a label of stupid in our lives. Come on, teens. Four eyes. Oh, I'll let her catch up here. Give me another one. Tubby terror. Dang. Some mean kids. Labels people put on us. What else? Make fun of. What else, teens? You guys tell them all, all the time to me. I'll start calling you out. Give me one. Ugly. Ugly. What else? I need to label my soccer ball. Come on, everybody else in the church, give me some. Guinea pig. Guinea pig. She doesn't know how to spell guinea. <laughs> it's going to be known as G-pig. It's the G-pig right now. Somebody over here, give me something. Somebody labeled you. Remember way back, and it hurt. George? Who? Ground nose. Brown nose. <laughs> Ground nose. Give me some more. I need a few more. Dope head. What else? Eyeballs. <laughs> Troublemaker. Shout them out. Everybody's got them in their mind right now because you flash back to when people said stuff to you. Jerk. Jerk. Shorty. Shorty. Who was that? Shorty. Anybody else? Worthless. Worthless. Goody two shoes. Hippie. Couple more. Duck face and Bucky Beaver. I was probably that one too. All right. We label each other. We put labels on each other and they hurt. Now we can laugh about them. Hopefully we're over that. And nobody's still calling people Bucky Beaver in church today.
thank you. But we get these labels that people put on us all throughout life. And teenagers have to deal with this a lot right now. They have, they have like a hundred they could have told me. Um, but we get these, people give these to us because people are mean sometimes. And we carry these around with us. And what happens? Everybody labels these things and we kind of get kicked around. Over and over, we get kicked around. I'm not a soccer player, but we get kicked around and kicked around and kicked around and kicked around because people are putting these labels on us and making us feel worthless, useless, like we're not worthy. And before we know it, all these labels that are put on us change the direction of our life that God had for us. We are started one way, and all these labels just start moving us out of the path that God had for our life because we start to believe what the labels have been put on us. We start to take those to heart and, and, and think that we are that person that people are talking about and putting those labels on. In your Bibles, in Mark chapter 10, verse 46, I hit on this a little bit during camp, but it pertains to today also for labels. Another label I feel I could go on there today and is abused. There's all different kinds of abuse. People have had to deal with that in their life. I don't know if that's for somebody in here this morning, but God doesn't want that label on you anymore. Mark 10, 46. Then they reached Jericho, and as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed him. A blind beggar named Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, was sitting beside the road. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet, many of the people yelled at him. But he only shouted louder, son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and said, tell him to come here. So they called the blind man. Cheer up, they said. Come on, he's calling you. Bartimaeus threw aside his coat jumped up and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you, Jesus asked. My rabbi, the blind man said, I want to see. And Jesus said to him, go for your faith has healed you. Instantly the man could see and he followed Jesus down the road. I want to go back to verse 50. Verse 50. Bartimaeus threw aside his coat, jumped up, and he came to Jesus. Threw aside his coat is what I want to lock in on. Back in those days, beggars were labeled. And how they were labeled, they had to get permission to be a beggar. And when they had that permission to be a beggar, they were given a coat to wear. That way they were labeled as the beggar. And people knew that those people were beggars. The great thing about this story is, blind Bartimaeus had been labeled this. Um, this has been his life. People knew him as this. He was you know, second rate. But the great thing about this is he took that coat and he threw it off. And he did that before he was healed. Now, 
When we understand who we are in Christ and that power that he wants to put into our lives, we come to an understanding that when we have an encounter with God, that he's going to change us. He's going to change us. Bartimaeus knew by throwing off his coat before he was healed, he was about to encounter God. He was about to be healed by Jesus Christ. He went ahead and threw the coat off. I'm not going to be the same when I get done here. So I'm going to throw this coat off and I know God, that Jesus is going to heal me and I'm going to be changed. I'm not going to wear this old label anymore. I'm going to be a new creation in Christ. And he knew that before he went. And that's so cool about this story is that he threw that coat off. He already knew what was going to happen to him if he could just get to Jesus. Also, the woman with the issue of blood for 12 years, she was labeled unclean. Nobody could touch her. Nobody be around her. She had this disease of being unclean. She said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I know I'm going to be made whole and my label's going to change. I'm going to be healed. And I'm not going to be known as this person anymore with an issue of blood and this disease that nobody wants to be around. I'm going to be made complete because of Jesus Christ. You guys are quiet today. Again, I know these students in here and different people in here went through labels being placed on you. And I want everybody to know in here, I'm not going to speak very long today, I want you to know in here this morning that you are so much more valuable than the labels that have been put on you. Whatever society, whatever mean people have put on you, you are so much more valuable than that. Your value is not found in day-to-day feelings or thoughts or labels from other people. Your value is found in what Jesus Christ did for us on that cross. That's where our value is found in him. We are sons and daughters of the king. Some of us need a daily reminder of that, that my value and my identity is found in Christ. And some of us need to yell it to ourselves, I am valuable. Because some of us in here don't feel like we are. We need to understand, in Christ we are valuable. He is on our side. He looks at you and, and, and says, you were so worth it to me to die on the cross for you. And I want you to have all of the blessings that I have. I want you to have the power, even greater power than what I had. You're valuable to him. We not only get labels from other people, Here's a tough one because this hits home to me, but we put these labels on ourselves. We label ourselves as worse than others, as worthless or useless. The depression and suicidal thoughts that I went through during high school and out of high school was partly to blame for what you know, people labeled me and put on me, but it's partly that I put it on myself. Because you get to that point, like I said, where you start believing it and you start to label yourself as useless, useless. God can't use me. God can't do anything through me because of who I am. And we label ourselves with that. I remember thinking that I'd never get a girlfriend through high school because I wasn't good looking enough or I didn't have the muscles, I was too skinny and stuff like that. And I just started feeding myself that all the time. That I'm never gonna find anybody. Um, I wasn't athletic, so I didn't think I'd ever be good at sports. I'd say I was average, but I kept feeding myself that. And the more you pile that on yourself and label yourself, the farther down you get with how you feel about yourself. So we label ourselves. 
sometimes. Despite our own self-inflicted labels, God still values us and has asked us to be a part of his kingdom. That's so great. That's the wonderful thing that he still says, I've seen the labels people have put on you. I've seen the labels you've put on yourself. I still want you to be a part of my kingdom. I still have a place for you in heaven if you'll just accept me in your life. Don't focus on the labels from the world or yourself. Focus on what you are in Christ and bear the fruit that he puts inside you. Let others share that same love. John 15, 16, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit off the old, on with the new. Sometimes in our lives, I remember when I, uh, I claimed to be saved through school. Didn't lack, I didn't act like it. I didn't walk like it. Um, but I always remember to, thinking to myself that you had to be perfect to be able to be a Christian. Um, that everything had to be smooth all the time in your life. Before you could even come to Christ, you had to have things figured out. And that's not the case. That is not the case at all. He doesn't ask for the best people. He asks for your best. Each one of us in here. What is your best that you can give him? It doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to be perfect. So if you're feeding yourself that before I can come to Christ or before I can rededicate my life to him, I got to get things figured out. You don't have to figure it out. You need to get him on your side first. The drama team will start getting ready. This drama that they're going to do goes right along with this sermon. And it speaks to me because I've dealt with some of the things in there. I know you guys have dealt with some of the things you're going to see in this. Um, labels. Society and the world is a messed up place right now. And they are feeding our youth garbage constantly. Um, and they're even trying to get it where a baby is born not to identify as a boy or girl because they don't know yet. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous how the world is right now. So many labels, so many different things that, that society is trying to place on us, that place on our kids. And we need to know that our identity is found in Jesus Christ, who he says we are. Not to be drugged down by the labels that people put on us, not to be drugged down by the labels that we put on ourselves, but to know who we are in him and to walk in that power. I truly don't believe we've even tapped into it, that power that he wants us to walk in. The power that he wants us to walk in. To where we lay hands on people and they are healed instantly. To where the Holy Spirit draws people constantly when they come into this building. That I want what he has for me. I'm tired of trying to do life on my own. I want what Jesus has for me. There's so much power and so much authority that we can walk in.
There's so many things that God wants to do through us. If we'll just take off those old labels and put on the new one, it's our identity in him. So as they come out and get ready, this song is called Break Me Down. And if you'll think back, you may not be a teenager in here anymore, but if you'll think back, you've dealt with stuff like this, or maybe right now you're dealing with this stuff. As they minister in this drama, I just want you to think about it and let it speak to you. Labels that people put on us. And Jesus says you're forgiven. Whatever you've been through, whatever you're going through, whatever you've done, you're forgiven. Just like that. That's our God. That's the God we serve. Sometimes, if you guys will stand and McKenna and Miranda will come up. Sometimes I think in my own life and in our lives, you know, Grace talked about in the skit earlier about, oh, I haven't been reading my word as much as I should. And I think the key for a lot of us is to read that word and proclaim it over our lives. Not just to read it, but to speak it out over ourselves. To know that there's authority in the word of God. There's power in it when we read it out and we speak it over ourselves. I find myself reading it silently a lot, but when I read it out loud and I read it over myself, that changes things. It makes it more personable to me. And when we read that over ourselves and we speak that over our life, that's positivity against the negativity that's coming in as those labels. And you understand that that's not who I am. My Bible tells me in Ephesians 2.5, I'm alive with Christ. My Bible tells me I'm free from the law of sin and death. It has no hold on me anymore when I accept Jesus. It tells me in Isaiah 54, I am far from oppression and fear does not come near me. Is it okay if I just speak this over you right now? 1 John 5.18, I am born of God and evil one, the evil one does not touch me. The evil one does not touch me. First Corinthians 2.16, for the ones that deal with stuff in your mind and what the, the garbage the devil tries to feed you, I have the mind of Christ when I put him in my heart. Philippians 4, 7, I have the peace of God that passes all understanding. So no matter what turmoil, no matter what struggles, troubles I'm going through, I can have the peace of God dropped inside of me. I have the greater one living in me. Greater is he who is in me than he that's in the world. If you struggle with worldly things, God is greater once you give complete surrender and control to him. He's greater inside of you than that stuff in the world. I have received the power of the Holy Spirit. I love this one. I have received the power of the Holy Spirit to lay hands on the sick and see them recover, to cast out demons, to speak with new tongues. I have power over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm me. Now, I don't think you guys understand what I'm reading here. Nothing on earth can harm me. I have the power of the Holy Spirit living inside of me. 
We all do. When we accepted Jesus, he's there. Whether we let him come out fully is up to us. We can keep him bottled up and not walk in that power, but that's not what he wants for us. I have put off the old man and have put on the new man, which is renewed in the knowledge after the image of him who created me. I have no lack for my God supplies all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I can quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one who with my shield of faith, throw what you want at me, devil. I'm gonna block every single one of them with Jesus Christ in my life. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I am God's workmanship created in Christ unto good works. I'm a new creature in Christ. I don't have to be that tormented teenager that I was in high school. I'm a new creation in him. I'm an overcomer by the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony. I am the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. I am not my own. I am the head and not the tail. I'm above only and not beneath. I am forgiven all my sins and washed in the blood. I am delivered from the power of darkness and translated into God's kingdom. I am called to God to be the voice of his praise. Man. So the rocks don't have to do it. That's me. I am raised up with Christ and seated in heavenly places. I am greatly loved by God. I am submitted to God and the devil flees from me because I resist him in the name of Jesus. I press on toward the goal to win the prize to which God in Christ Jesus is calling us upward. It is not I who lives now, but Christ lives in me. Off with the old, I am a brand new person. I've got a new life in him. When I have Christ living in me, I have the Trinity. I have God the Father that's on my side. I have Jesus Christ, my intercessor. And I have the Holy Spirit that I can walk around in and be strong in. I can proclaim my new label. I am Christ-like. I am a Christian. And I have power in his name. As McKenna sings this song, it talks about who he says you are. And if you're in here this morning, if everybody could bow their heads. And I've asked a group of ladies that I know how to, that know how to get a hold of God. I'm not saying that everybody in here doesn't know how. I just, I've heard some stories. And I've asked them to come down here to the altars. So if you guys could work your way down here. There are people in here this morning that have been labeled everything but a Christian. You have walked around with those labels for a long time in your life and you could be an older person in here right now and you're still stuck with a label that was put on you when you were younger. You've went through something and it's still sticking with you. And God wants to rip that off and take it away from you. He wants you to surrender that to him this morning. If you're here this morning and you're not a Christian, I challenge you to come up to these altars and let go of the hurt and the pain and get Jesus on your side. As she sings this, you guys worship with her. These altars are open. They're open. Come put on that new label of Christ this morning. Let go of those old labels that have been put on you. Say you're not 
celebrate a little bit. My brother, Aaron Landreth, raise your hand back there, Aaron. Accepted Jesus Christ this morning. (laughs) 
because all of us know when you do that, the battle gets a little tougher when you walk out of these doors. So encourage him. I'm very proud of you, Aaron. You are valuable. You are valuable to God.